First of all, as human beings, we were not supposed to sit on the couch and eat fucking Cheetos. Mm -hmm. We were hunter-gatherers. How many of you guys who have got children have not walked in through the door after getting a fucking takeaway from Domino's like you're the conquering hero? <laughs> Look what I've brought back, <laughs> meat and fire. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. So as a younger man, how do you, how do you fucking get your head around that? It's, uh, it's interesting. I had... I, Kind of, we talked on this subject a little bit with my barber earlier today, right? Really? And it was, uh, it was about women. For me, the anxiety kind of thing, I'd, I'd never say I, I suffer with anxiety because I've spoken to enough people now to realise that that's not anxiety that I'm dealing with, right? That anxiety is a serious uh, it's thing, crippling. Right? Yeah. It's crippling. Yeah. That's so the only word I can use. Maybe I'm just feeling sorry for myself a little bit. But in my mind, which is the only mind that I've got, it's the one that counts, yeah? Your, ba your battle is the most important battle. Yeah, and it's that's the only battle that you've got, actually, yeah. right, with everyone. So for me, it was about the kind of turning around 32, and uh, all of a sudden I'm, I was striving for the kind of what I thought was the security thing of married. Some yeah. kids, dinners at this time, honey, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, two holidays a year, and you better clear the guttering out now that, you know... Yeah, yeah. It's but domestic, domestic bliss is highly yeah, underrated. That, well, this... Highly underrated. Very underrated. I was striving to that, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's what, that's what I really want. And then all of a sudden, I turn around 32, and I, I think, you know, a lot of what pulled this on, for me, really was, as you know, Mick, we've... And, yeah, we've had this... You know, a, a breakup from a relationship, and many a time I lean to you and my friends in, you know, Neil and Kate so much. Yeah. To get over a breakup, now, okay, pull yourself together, Sean, plenty more in Fish in the Sea, yeah, 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 great. It's not solving anything. No. I was in love with this woman, you know what I mean? And then not having that, and then all of a sudden realising that, like you say, women are, the women are earning more money and stuff, and kind of, um, and then kind of the Instagram lifestyle... Oh. It's something that I just kind of... It's not that women earning more money, but it's just this Instagram lifestyle of the fakeness that's portrayed on social media. Everybody, really... Everybody's bought into the fallacy. I always say this, and you've heard me say this so many times. I'm literally one of the only people you will ever see in the world, I really mean this, whose life directly is the same as what you see on social yeah. media. Yeah, oh, but do you, do that, that isn't the worry. If only of us... Yeah, but I, I, no one I else pray, does. I pray a lot of the people out there... I mean, girls out there have such a great life as what they're portraying on social media one day. But you know what, the, the, really, the, old, you know? the old Chinese saying, I, I've, I've used this a few times, the old Chinese say, uh, proverb was, may you live in interesting times. That's mm -hmm. what they used to always say, right? right? And my one now is, may your life be as interesting as it is on social media. Oh, because guess I, I what? The, where it all started was the fucking filter. So Instagram and Snapchat can be blamed for this because they put the filter on, we had enough AI in that app to be able to make ugly people good looking mm -hmm. in the picture and it started with the picture because there was a little bit because it was quite insidious there was a little bit of you know hashtag Prosecco with the girls hashtag I love my look and yeah. it's always the same it's yeah. like whenever I see it it always makes me sad because I always say the only person who can say hashtag I love my little family is Warwick Davis you know the fucking yeah, dwarf yeah, yeah. on the TV because <laughs> yeah. it's always I love my little family you see that joke works on two levels kids you know what I'm saying but it's like they do it and it's I love my little family and you, I always see the irony of trying to create this insular little individual world you're trying to create a brand of yourself yeah. but then you're portraying it as that's you and unfortunately we've all promoted this to a stage now where big tv shows such as i don't watch them um 
Chelsea, something Chelsea, made, uh, in, made Chelsea. in Chelsea, and um, Geordie Shaw. Yeah, all these things, and they're not real. Yeah, but have you seen, have you seen now recently? Right, so Big Brother Big started last night. Yeah, yeah, right, and it's all women. So uh, oh, I saw on you. Yeah. I saw from you. I'm, <laughs> I'm not putting that shit on, right? But I saw you kicking off, stirring the masala in the pot on the <laughs> on Facebook over. I thought here he goes no, again. No, yeah. no, literally, it was like you're going to put nine women. You're going to put nine women into a room or ten women into a room into a house. And you think it's not getting because men 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 will fall out with each other. They'll have a bit of a dust up. They might rip off their shirts and leave it. You know, he's not worth it. All of that. But when women fall out, it is like a Klingon blood feud. That's awesome. It goes for like four generations. (laughs) And it was like my great grandmother never talked to your great grandmother, so we're fucking finished. But I was looking at it and I was like, if they don't send the bloke in here quickly, it's going to turn into the Hunger Games, right? (laughs) But that isn't that, that isn't that isn't the point. The point is, I was watching it last night and Anne Whitty comes on it <clears throat> she's a politician mm-hmm. there's uh, some transgendered newsreader who I don't believe is a very good newsreader okay. I think it's just in because and it's quite salacious because the way that they framed her introduction wasn't to empower transgendered people it was basically haha look we got a bit of a we, we, uh, we, we got a bit of a sideshow going yeah, on here yeah. right so you have that but I was looking at it and I was thinking to myself, this is celebrity big brother, right? Every single other person there was famous for being on a reality TV really? show. Really, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Amanda Barry. This was, is our old problem, though. We created, we created this. And Black Mirror well, shit, well, man. Oh, yeah, that's an, another one. But we'll get the, on that in a minute. The, I'm so happy, though, in a way, and I've got to bring it back and I'll go to the devil's advocate thing because, okay, social media being the way it is and YouTube and stuff, but thank you for those mediums because now... I get to choose every bit of my input. All right. So, yeah. like, I don't watch TV. I genuinely do not watch any TV. We- but I, the amount of times... I, YouTube is my TV, right? Oh. And I get to choose the things that I like and I get to choose my input, which is the great part of it. We've developed... We're going we're gonna to develop a lot further because of that and we're going to kind of evolve a lot quicker at phenomenal rates that we are. And we're going to have a lot more fun. I haven't got to watch Songs of Praise on a Sunday night now. Exactly. You know? Antiques, Antiques Roadshow. Antiques Roadshow yeah. isn't putting me in depression before school <laughs> the next day. But this social media thing, it, it's just out of control. And do you know what? So much so. I've got a few friends on the dating scene and stuff and the anxiety for them comes in on that first date to see her without the little you know the little, yeah, dog, the little halo the little do- little dog hey, ears. Where, where's the halo where's the dog ears gone yeah, where, where's that where's that bunch of flowers you had yeah, around your head it's you know yeah. it, it's a your teeth aren't that it's, white it's a worrying yeah. moment Mick I promise you I've heard girls talking about an app that will you just said your teeth ain't that white that does that stuff for you can give you a little facelift here and there, a little if yeah. you want, yeah, get rid of the wrinkles yeah, a bit yeah, if you yeah, need to. Yeah. You know, you know, you know the dog ones that you put on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go in, so you got Prism, which makes every picture you've ever done look like an old master's picture now. I don't know if you've seen that. No. So it's really, really cool. I use it all the time. Yeah, if I ever want to look more Hemingway than I already <laughs> do, I drop that in, right? But a couple of those Snapchat filters and Instagram filters. They, they will make the eyes bigger. And they're really smart because it's they know to make the eyes bigger, the chin smaller, the lips more luscious. And literally, it's really, really, really sinister because it's the old Japanese businessman in the manga fucking cartoon. Yeah. You know, because we, we know now what attracts men. Yeah. So what they do is they go, boom, straight on. And then you turn up and some, you, know, you go there and the next thing you know, you're expecting Nicole Kidman and you, you know, it's Fizz from fucking Coronation Street. You know, the only thing they've got in common is mm-hmm. ginger. And you're like, God almighty, what's happened but you here? Know, do you know what's uh, refreshing is if when you move that forward, I think 
it isn't just you and I here on this podcast who are kind of like agreeing to that. I can imagine, I can see a lot of guys, listeners now nodding their heads and yeah. saying, yeah, that's true. And you know what? The, the truth of the matter is we are beginning to go full circle, maybe because I'm speaking to more and more people that are like, I'm not after no Instagram, no. whatever. I want, I want, I want, I want someone McCoy. who can just make me laugh a little bit, you know? Exactly. Like the good old days when people had to kind of speak to each other and Dude, in the old days, I don't know where my dad did it. You have to take down a phone number and phone up someone's house. Hello, Mr. You were, you, yeah. were lo- you were lucky. You were lucky if she had a phone, first of all. Then when you ring up, the old man would be there. And the old man would be, oh, yeah? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Who are you? So, uh, And you had to interact immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was none of this, like... I, I've got friends of mine who date people that nobody in their family has ever met. Yeah. I, I, I have a niece and I've never met any one of her boyfriends. And she's like, no. Because, and the thing is, I'm an embarrassing individual. And I will, you know, literally, I've got you know, a girl that you know. I won't mention who she is, but she will not introduce me to any of her boyfriends because she yeah. knows exactly that I will go straight in on the Uncle Mick with them. And I said, well, so what, what's your motivation? If it's a girl I'm mate? thinking of, then I don't think she'll introduce any of us. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but it's, you, yeah, we're now in an age, but that, again, it comes back to, with me, with martial arts, it's like, well, there's only one way you can be, you know, you can emasculate, you know, if you want to be, you want to feel totally and utterly macho, Mano and Mano against another mm. fucking dude who's equally trained. You know, you'll always get the rat that wants to be a football hooligan. No, no disrespect to any of you lads who are hooligans, but you know, if you want to fight in that merch, you know, what, what, why do you have to have 30 of your mates to turn up? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And you know, Stone Island will get ripped off your back anyway. <laughs> but the thing is, you want to do that. But I also see the empowering side for women because, you know, we, we mentioned her early, earlier. Charlie Simpkin. I yeah. will get. I will take the Pepsi challenge against nearly every blue belt mm-hmm. easily and purple belt. A lot. Of, well, let's put it this way: eighty percent of the male purple belts at her weight because she just runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah because just... it works, man. Yeah, and uh, I think that's another kind of topic that I like to discuss is like that that kind of thing of the ego getting and you know the ego getting squashed in. Man, like jujitsu for just for me alone, I kind of start off white belt, keen as hell. Entered a few kind of little competitions, winning medals here. That yeah, I love this. Right up until the uh, Sean's got a good game, by the way. I'll tell you that for now. <laughs> right up until the British Nogi finals, I'm there. I'm thinking I can't wait to tell all my boys that I'm British champion in a couple of hours' time. Yeah. 15-year-old Luke Rolls kind of gives me a lesson <laughs> of my life, right? And I think that's where, you know, jiu-jitsu will do that for you, you know. And, uh, yeah, like Charlie, you know, it's, I'm just that used to it, though, with her because, you know, she's just phenomenal. Now she's become a, such a great woman as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's getting She's really just a strong. wonderful human being. Yeah, yeah. And great sense of identity. Yeah. But then again, she's great. She's grown up, you know, for the last, what, seven, eight years, surrounded by guys like us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, 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 it's always funny to see the new guy come into the gym and I'll take it easy. And I, remember, like, <laughs> I remember, I right. remember, so this is, uh, this is how our professor dealt with uh, some toll rags. I don't know, some kids have been causing some trouble around the town or something. I don't know. And Neil's just such a, you know, he's a big figure, isn't he? And yeah. uh, very, you know, he wants everybody to be doing right for each other. He doesn't stand for any bullying or any no, kind no. of messing around at all. I was just in a class and then he, uh, up comes some young lads putting on the, you know, the... 
the geese, the first timers geese sort of thing. And he's there. I was, I was there that night. You were there, yeah. I, well, you. I turned up late. I, well, I think maybe we were training together. We, 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 we did. I mean, we kept well out. Yeah, of it yeah, because yeah. I, I came in. I, I came in late, and as I walked in, like I walked into the walked in there, and I swear to God, literally. It was it was like a scene out of Dangerous Minds, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> or like or like a, a Sydney Poitier movie. Yeah. I go in there, and all I'm getting is Neil Simpkin. There, he's got these guys, and they want to cry. Yeah. So I think they'd come up and they. I, I think they were causing they trouble. Or they they turned up. over their desk, or they tried to rob they'd a protein s- bar oh, or something. I don't, was he, I don't know what it was. I, I've never actually had the nerve to ask him because the guy's coming to the class, and he says, "Okay, so." We're going to show you some jujitsu and that. And he welcomes everyone, right? I mean, yeah. everyone, everyone, you're in the family as soon as you, you step through that door. And then uh, he paired them up with some of the young teenage girls that were rolling. And he's like, okay, I know you don't understand jujitsu, but just try and get this girl onto the floor or hold her down or something. And yeah. <laughs> that's uh, for 15 year old lads. Yeah, Sammy Baxter. Maybe a child, obviously, as well. And because uh, well, I, I, I hum- that would have been a humbling experience. Well, I right? walked into the changing room, right? And as I walked in, there's these three lads there. And uh, like the, the they were story, your rude boys. They were they? rude yeah, boys. Yeah. And the thing is, I walked in and I just saw Neil delivering this shit sandwich and he wasn't bullying them. He was saying, so you're coming here, so you're a bad man. You're yeah, here, yeah. You disrespect my gym, you disrespect my wife. And they were like, oh, oh, oh. and of course, it was it was really funny because it was one of those, the only way I could, the only way I could do it is say, the only way I can really explain it is, imagine walking into a place and you've done two crimes and the guy who's in front of you is going to trump up these charges. <laughs> to, and yeah. they're like, Baba, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking now. And of course, I'm like this. And I did not, I got on that geese so quick. <laughs> I was like, Phew. I didn't even put my rash guard on. Because me and you were training, you got a mouthful of my, my chest hair from it, right? And Neil walks in. He goes, please welcome the guests. They're coming yeah. in. It's their first class. And nobody in the class knew. We, he, no, he never Nobody. Didn't, he, he didn't, didn't say. He wasn't making it, a. You know, he didn't make a song and dance over it, and he said, "Listen, guys, you can try." But that's the thing. Let me ask you this then, uh, Mick. So, how long have you done martial arts for? Uh, thirty-three. Thirty-three years. years. In thirty-three years, never. With the state that we're at, one thing that I know, and the, I've trained in many a gym, and something that I love about, uh, uh, you know, the Simkin martial arts is. Uh, the respect that Neil still carries some old school values there, to, right? And we've we've got that there, and you know he's so old school in his approach, and that's why I love him so much. So, and I mean, he takes the role of a professor or a sensei so seriously. His own family home is an open house for, and I know many yeah. of the lads that have been there with their problems. You know, I've, I've been, been there, there, mate. I've, I've been, been there. there. Yeah, was, been there recently. Well. I think uh, he just does that bit. But where are we with? Where are we with that kind of part of it? Is it just, you know, we mentioned the MMA gyms, kind of just turn up, put the bag, gloves on, you're fighting kids sort of thing. Mm. Where are we with anything other than the physical side with MMA? You know, well, like? this is the thing, right? You've got this, there's this unfortunate situation where the guys who really get the mental side of it mm-hmm. can't fight. Right. And the guys who can fight don't get, because unfortunately I've seen the shift you know, I saw when jiu-jitsu and MMA first came in, you know, it was style versus style, yeah. which was very, very funny to see because yeah. you saw guys literally, UFC won, right? So, yeah. you know, for the younger guys who are listening to this who don't know what I'm on about, I'll, I'll go a picture of the scene, right? So UFC was never supposed to be a sport. It was an infomercial for the Gracie jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And it wasn't It wasn't Brazilian jiu-jitsu either. It was for Horry and Gracie and his boys. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and 
tell a little bit of a inside secret. Hicks and Gracie was supposed to fight on that, but Horian wouldn't pay him the amount of money he wanted. Okay. Eric Paulson was going to fight on UFC 1. And they said no, because he'd been doing a lot of rolling with Hoist Gracie at the time. And he was probably around a blue belt at the time, but he was a very good wrestler as well. Mm. And he'd just come off winning over in Shuto. And if you're going to do an infomercial, the last thing you want for a Brazilian jiu-jitsu infomercial is some crazy Viking with a big ponytail on him, you know, coming in there and just clearing house. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't let him do it. Big John McCarthy wasn't ever supposed to be the referee. Big John McCarthy was a blue belt under Hoist Gracie. Okay. But size matters. In those early days of no weight divisions, no rules, size mattered, right? So you're going in there, and I really liked it, because that was the moment when martial arts completely changed. Mm -hmm. Because before that, I yeah, I was into this years ago. I, was, I remember being in the 80s. I remember in 85, 86... And I read an article about the Gracies doing their thing, uh, the challenges. Then they did the Playboy Challenge. Then Mel Gibson does the triangle choke on Mr. Joshua at the end of Lethal Weapon. Weapon yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And me being a geek, I looked into it, looked into it. Then it comes up and it's UFC. So here's the deal, right? You had all these guys coming into the ring. Every single one of them bowed. Yeah, right. Okay. Remember that. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's the moment when we first of all realised that half of the stars that these guys did was shit. But more importantly, that was the moment when we lost sight of what was important. Yeah. Because it became a sport and it didn't become a way of life. Definitely. I mean, I don't want to kind of move away from the subject. That I guess people turn up to a martial arts academy to learn how to kick ass, right? <laughs> that's what they're turning yeah. up for. So you can say, oh, you know, I'm going to get myself a little bit fitter. You can go and do your crossfit or I want to kind of do this, this and this. You turn up to martial arts to learn how to kick someone's ass, basically, yeah. right? But it isn't until, I guess, that you've seen or benefited from some of this stuff that you kind of appreciate it really like, I can understand why someone off the streets would turn in and be like well I'm not bearing it at yeah, the boy, door to him. Yeah. or you know or I'm not I'm not doing you know living by these rules I just teach me the damn technique and let me carry on but as I think and I, I like to think of it as like the uh, my nephews mean so much to me now and I'm trying to kind of like think of what I can kind of what I can instill onto them and they can benefit from. And, like, these things, like, man, look at the streets nowadays. I wouldn't last 10 minutes, I don't know, you know, these... No. The, growing up as a 13-year-old, and then you can look at all this Instagram stuff and that, how much pressure is on you, right? Jesus. So for, to be somewhere and then to learn all these fundamental things like respect and discipline and stuff, martial arts is a great tool to get that on you in that hour when that door shuts as a parent you're giving you know you're giving the professor that you, you know he's in charge there we've seen it i've seen the i've seen you know lessons being learnt and less i've seen the guys kind of i've even i've seen characters change you know yeah and, and for the better that, and yeah it, well is it ever for the worse so yeah. that's what that's the thing i don't know how and i know why i don't know how so much because i don't teach but I can see the benefits. I've never seen it go, anybody get worse. Well, do you know? Do I've you know never what, seen anyone's no, do you know, do you know, get worse. Do you know what it is? It's the process. Mm. You got to remember. Yeah, the, the line. It's not not the destination. It's the journey, right? So, of course, people hear that and they go, yeah, 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 and they trot it out and they don't realise what they're saying, right? And and they don't because their actions are telling me that they don't understand what they're saying. Because you're going right, okay. Like Chris Hout is the best example of this. Chris Hout says you're going to be somewhere in ten years' time. You might as well be a black belt as well. And you just go, wow. Mm. And that's it. Because 
we have a value that you can't buy. Mm. You can't bullshit your way out of it because guess what? You can come in here and anything else in life, you can strong arm your way through. Yeah. Right? You can be, I'll tell you right now, you could be Elon Musk yeah. and you go on the map with Roger Gracie. I don't care about your electric car and going to Mars. That's fucking Roger Me- Gracie, mate. Yeah. And you want to be Roger Gracie? Walk away from the car. I think, I think what, 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 maybe what we're kind of uh, alluding to is, for example, me, I'm quick-witted, I've got a big mouth, I, the, I hate the, the gift of the gab or whatever, yeah, because yeah, I hate that label, but that's never once helped me when I'm on the mats. No. <laughs> right, never once, and you can be this and that, but when you're on the mats, it's coming down to time spent, <laughs> determination. <laughs> how, how many air miles you got in here? That's how it works. Yeah, I, remember, and, I remember you said something, right? Yeah. You said you said to me it was literally yeah because you know the crap man I can't even remember the first time I met you that's the no, truth yeah. now it's just you're one yeah. of the only people I know that is literally yeah because normally you meet people you remember the first time and then you remember there's that moment where you mm. go there's a reason why I like mm. that guy and then it, that's like where you go bump now the yeah, chapter starts yeah. but with you it was from the minute I met you I just I loved you because I yeah, can see yeah. the kindred spirit yeah. thing and I remember one day you said to me when we were training you said. We came out and I think you said to one of the lads, you guys have no idea who that guy is, do you? Yeah. And I, I was like half yeah, embarrassed yeah, yeah. about it. And they were like, what, what? And you were like, he's really like famous. He's yeah, really yeah. well known. And I and I remember saying this. I said, but that hasn't helped me last. That hasn't helped me for the last oh, three months. Yeah. But what's, uh, what's great is because through the JKD stuff, I'd heard your name kind of thrown yeah. around and, and stuff anyway. I'd never uh, met you up until then. And then... Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's a humbling thing, isn't it? No matter what who you, what your character is, no matter how many listeners or followers and stuff yeah. like that, you know, you just uh, turn up on on the mats and you just you're just someone that everyone wants to help and everyone understands that you're going to be helping them because no one. It's the same as what Rich said. Rich gets his uh, black belt. He, he knows. I'm a product of everyone that's kind of helped me along this route, you know what I mean? And that's de- powerful, de- de- man. You know, you've just, you just stayed on something, and we're going to embarrass him by even talking about mm-hmm. him because you know he's very shy. He's a very private guy. I yeah, wouldn't say yeah. shy because once you get to know him, oh, he's, yeah. he, he is the, I'll tell you what he is, Professor Rich Edwards, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to out you on this. He is the, he is the ultimate alpha male because nobody even notices Mm. You know, they see him on the mat, goes bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. And then he'll sit down and he'll be the guy that sits and he'll, he'll add a little bit into the conversation every now and again. And it, the timing will always be perfect. Yeah. The thing that he says will always just be, yeah. you know, he's he's literally he's the like, epitome of less is more. I think what, I think with Rich, I'm really lucky that over the, definitely over the last year, I've got to know Rich quite a lot. He's such a great guy. But for me, I think we all really know the truth. Everyone listening to this, we all know. How do you get fit? You don't need to bother with all these thousands of DVDs in this big industry. Yeah. <laughs> Workout, right, done. How do I eat healthy? Don't You don't need to look for the next superfood and stuff. Everything that's good for us moves on to what you said earlier. Grows out of the ground, right? Yeah. Um, the, you know, hydrate yourself with water and stuff like this. It's all, we all know what we meditate twice a day, 20 minutes. Sounds all really good and stuff. Rich is the guy. That once it's heard and once it's understood, he'll that's him. That's done. him. That's how he's living his he's, life. He's, right? a, he's a mechanism. He, that, once he, that's in place, yeah, it he's living stop. his life like that. And he, and something that he says to me, he, he strives for perfection in everything that he does. Yes, you know, man, and, and knowing your value. Oh, you got to have that <laughs> self-respect. <laughs> that that yeah, self-respect, yeah. man. Because hey, he, uh, yeah, he, he knows, he, you know, knows what he's worth because he's putting all this hard work in himself, and then uh, he, a great product comes from it. You know. Uh, 
and um, so humble with it. You and I, big characters. I like to go out after. My fa- in all honesty, with jujitsu, my favourite part is the socialising afterwards. Yeah, going man. to Nando's, you know what I mean? I love, yeah. I love, you know, I've got great stuff there. And uh, but it's so humbling on the mat. And um, even Rich now. I mean, I, I knew Rich when he was a blue belt originally, just storming through. The, yeah, the, you know, storming. Well, I met I met him as a purple stuff. belt. Yeah. and he was killing it. Unreal. Because but, um, I, I look at I look at him and I look at me and I'm like, I, but I wasn't like him. Yeah, he isn't. He's you know and. I don't know whether that's a jujitsu mindset. It's definitely kind of what he is, but uh, it's something that we should all strive to. You know that humbleness, but um, you gotta have a little bit of fun with it. You as gotta well, have right? a bit of fun. Now, I'm gonna gonna ask you a couple of questions yeah. here now, right? Yeah. If there was any martial artist alive or dead, who would you train with and why? Oh wow, um, there's some there's some uh, greats, man. Like, like I said, when I was younger, it was all my thing was always going to be to just... And it's more of the place than the martial artist, but the Shaolin Temple, right? But I have to say, and it's so cliche amongst all the great martial artists that will be listening to this, but I just, as a as a youngster and the fan of a Bruce Lee sort of thing, you know, and not so much not the physical stuff. Remember when John Little released all those books of yes. his, right? So um, I, met, uh, I went to a meet and greet with John Little, and uh, we had the art of expressing the human body had just popped and everyone was loving that because it was all about the physical side yes but my, some of mine were like letters of the dragon and things like this you know and I tell you what man I, I just loved the philosophy I like the fact and this is what I really like I think Conor McGregor's kind of like spurred away from this and a little bit we're very boastful not boastful uh, big characters but mm. deep thinkers yeah and that's what I like about uh, him more you know but um, I'm, I'm lucky I've you know I've trained with some some great martial artists, whether at, you know the odd seminar and stuff like that. But Bruce. it isn't it isn't always about the kind of how great they are as a martial artist. You know, a teacher is something different from the martial artist, isn't it? So yeah, I, I've said this so many times before, and I'll say it again. I, I'm really lucky, you know. If you look at my my martial arts, and bear in mind, everyone, I have guys that look at me and they think that I'm not um, mm. their master, their teacher, or whatever. Mm. And I, I'm not. I'm a student, and I look at it, and uh, you know, I've got I, I've got a table. So I've got Neil Simpkin, I've got Danny Santa, I've got Rick Fane, I've got Terry Barnett, yeah. right? So that's a stable table for a start. But every single one of those guys has taught me way more about how to conduct yourself as a human being yeah. than the fighting. And when you consider how much they've taught me in martial arts, that's yeah, and it's all by example. And and this is the thing is um especially with the jujitsu world, who who would you want to train with? We can train Hodger Gracie, very accessible, you know, Bradley, how many times have we... Yeah, we train you know, with them all the time, If you yeah. want to look at the world, the guys that have achieved something themselves and have we trained with them, yeah, it's very easy. Victor as well, great, yeah. you know, some greats, but I'm very lucky that I've, I've trained with a lot of the guys that... I'm still learning from the guys that are very accessible to me, you know, so... <clears throat> if, you, if, you go, if you go on the... Uh, I've, got this, I've got this theory that if you can walk on the mat and at least 10 people on that mat can teach you something, you're in the right place. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. when you walk on there and there's 30 people on the mat and every single one of them, you know, that, and you got to remember, you've got to look at it this way. There's guys that, yeah, look, we don't really have any clowns, uh, jiu-jitsu especially. And it's, I, I always say when we're talking about the process of martial arts and why I get the respect and the humility and everything else that comes with it because they enjoy the process. And what I always say to them is, I say, you got to remember... Because they'll come out and they'll, you know, they'll come out with me and they'll meet somebody and some guy will be like, oh, you, uh, they never ask, am I still training? They always say, I'm coming back. Mm. And I, I always say, very insightful that. Did you listen to what he said? He didn't ask me because he knew I was going to be yeah, still yeah. doing it. He said, I'll be back. And he, I went, do you know why? And I said, because guess what? 
One of the only constants that guy has in his life is knowing that I'm here. Yeah. Right? And what he does is he jumps on the conveyor belt and he stays on the conveyor belt for a while and then he jumps back off. But mm. he knows the conveyor belt's still going. Yeah. I said, so it's one of those lifts that never stop. Yeah. And he can jump on and off whenever he wants. And I said, you know, people will get there quicker because they've stayed on the conveyor belt longer. And they were like, wow, wow, that's really insightful. And I went, that's not the insightful thing. The insightful thing's this. While he's on this, the guy who comes in, I don't want to use the term weak, but if you've got somebody who just isn't readily, he isn't readily prepared for the world out there and he doesn't understand that there are predators and prey. Because, you know, it's the whole, you know, it's the oldest one, the book in it, the sheep, it's the sheep and wolves. Um, the sheep never know, he doesn't even know he's a sheep. Mm. First time he gets attacked and realises he's weak, go, mm. you go, you're a sheep. Mm. I said, yeah, because you never knew there were any, any wolves mm. out there. And then you said, you know, I am. And they go, what? And I said, I'm a fucking sheepdog. Because guess what? From a distance, I look the same as a wolf. I said, I've still got the same. But do you know what? You only need one of me to look after 30 of you. Do you want to be one of them? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. How? And I said, well, we'll get back onto the conveyor belt. Mm. And they go, what? So, well, when you get get on the conveyor belt, the guy who isn't readily prepared for the world, each time he turns up, I just bang a little bit of monster in him. And he doesn't even realize it. And then by the time that he is a monster... Everything else has come, everything else has grown with yeah. inside of him, yeah? And he's like that again. And he goes, wow, these skills are great. And I'm like, will they work? And I went, are you going to get into your car and find out the airbag works? No, just drive carefully. Yeah. You've invested in the best airbag in the system. And while you're on the conveyor belt, I taught you how to not drive like a prick. Yeah. And they go, wow, that's life. And then what you do is you get the monster who comes in and we beat niceness into him. Mm. And do you know what? If we don't, we fuck him off, the, we fuck him off that conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. And that's what the training is because... We've seen it. They've come in. Friday nights were always the same at Neil's. Uh. You get the MMA guy who come up, he'd walk in, and he did the whole Connor thing with the shirt, the whole yep, lot. Yep. You get battered by a 15-year-old. Ninja would come out, batter the crap out of him like, at 13, 14. He'd go off with his tail between his legs. I've seen... It's happened to some, happen. of, some of my uh, friends. Like I, A lot of my friends are bodybuilders. Yeah. Um, some so high as such as a physique champion of Britain sort of a few years wow. ago and stuff right my best friends and uh, I've been telling them for a while come to jiu-jitsu let's see what's up uh, real quick story was yeah. uh, they, you know a few of my friends come up one lesson and uh, Neil knew they were my friends so he does the introduction thing everyone we're going to be not tells all the lads listen I don't want to see these guys tapping today or anything like that let them play let yeah. them find jiu-jitsu I knew they weren't there for jujitsu. They were there to see whether those bicep curls translated into anything. <laughs> I instructed all of the lads. Yeah, yeah. Listen, they need to know what's up. They think that we're just uh, hugging each other and sweating in each other's mouths all day. Oh, man. And, my fr- and they turned up to one class and they're, one of my best friends' uh, parting words was, it isn't good for me to get beaten up by a 15-year-old. I'm not into this. Yeah, but and they, let them go that way, you know. But, and, but and there's nothing wrong with that. Blissful ignorance he wants to, is where he wants to go back but, into, you know. Yeah, but you see, this is the thing. You know? yeah, this is going to round off perfectly what mm-hmm. we were saying, right? I think that me and you on a very base level, if we were... The problem is we're both intelligent men, mm-hmm. right? That's one. Blissful ignorance would be great for us. Oh, that... <laughs> If I could exist, if I could exist on that sub 120 yeah. IQ scale, then yeah, um, for you, and not know it. For your mental capacity, that's why I said about uh, Alan Watts, was the more I learn sometimes, the, the more I'm beginning to worry because I'm realising how 
deep everything can go. And I would love sometimes to not kind of uh, have the curious nature that I've got or the curious mind. I wish I wish I was ignorant <clears throat> because it'd be a lot it'd be a lot easier for me just to worry about my next set of uh, you know I'm wearing ten pound trainers right now. Where's my next hundred and twenty pound trainers from? That's all I'm interested in. And a few beers with the lads. You know. Yeah, but, do, yeah, but doesn't that speak? Doesn't that speak volumes about society that you get the choice because you've got eat, consume, die. And then you got us thinking, no, no, do you know what? I want to, I want to embrace this experience. Yeah. You know, they, again, yeah, it, it, we have to use jujitsu because it's a commonality mm-hmm. that we both have, right? Uh, JKD, you'll get it, but we don't contest it enough. Whereas jujitsu gets the balance right, where you can test it mm-hmm. and you learn it. So it's the warrior scholar thing mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. And you've got this situation where it's like you've got two two ways that society's going now. You've got the eat, consume, die, which is basically buying into it. And just yeah, and it's the whole don't hate the player, hate the game. And I, I yeah, I, I I get that, I get that. But there's certain things that we need. Me and you now, have, we've spoke at length before about do not have possessions because they possess you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I've I've done it so many times where I've turned around and I've given away my, my favourite t-shirt. Yeah. For the simple reason that I I didn't like the power that that fucking favourite t-shirt yeah. had over yeah. me because yeah. like, oh I love it, I love it, and I'm like I'm not gonna be. Yeah, what? Yeah, what am I, Harry that's, Potter? That's, I'm going to put put my power into some external object. That's powerful there because, um, and that's the thing is, if you got to realise that everything that's external, if you, the moment you get attachment, is a big problem. So um, yeah, they but, call in Sikhism they call it the five thieves. Yeah, yeah. Right? So uh, lust, greed. Oh man, I'm, I'm going to have uh, lost them all now. I've had a complete my mind back. But lust, greed, and attachment, uh, definitely three of them. And when you're attached to anything else, you're, uh, you're 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 heading for trouble because that then is defining you. And it's, you see, it's this, not is, you. this is the thing. This is the thing. Right? I'm really sorry. I forgot. No, 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 check no. out. Google the no, fact. No, no, no. Well, no I'll tell you what. It, yeah, Google away, man. Yeah. It's this. I can, I can see why some people be get they get to be really like nihilistic. Yeah. I, some of my dearest friends are the most nihilistic people mm-hmm. on the planet, and they're like, I will not be. So heat, you know. Can you define nihilistic for just me? Sorry, fuck, just yeah, to, uh, literally, literally, you know, it's the point where you you have. L- Little to no faith in humanity whatsoever. Okay, yeah. You know, so, uh, and it, you, become, you become quite immoral over it, right? You know, that's my understanding of it anyway, right? But what what you have a situation is, it's, well, mm. Robert De Niro turns around and says, if you're going to be making moves on the street, don't have anything in your life that you can't walk away from within 30 seconds flat when the heat comes around the corner, mm-hmm. right? And when you're younger, that's great because we all want to be this masterless fucking samurai. We want to be a yeah. ronin, right? And as years go on, we want to we want to do it. Yeah, I've thought long and hard about this recently because you know I, I'm attached in so many different ways to my wife, to yep. my children. You know, my house I couldn't give two shits about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's a nice house and everything, but that isn't it. But there's certain things that you need to be attached to, and then there's certain things that you don't need to be attached to. And the thing is. If you place too much emphasis in certain things, I found this with a lot of relationships and friendships recently, where I didn't realise I put more, I'd placed an awful lot of importance on yeah. some of these relationships that then came round to bite me in the ass, yeah. and I then, and it wasn't the fact that they just fucked off or they were like, you know, it wasn't like, it's nothing silly like they just had better things to do. It's just I've done stuff for that guy mm. or that girl. And now I can't get them on the phone. 
And I'm like, if I'm that wrong about that, and I really believed in that, yeah. oh, so what else am I? Yeah, yeah. What am I having bad judgment with? Exactly. I, I, I said that myself. Is and then a... loss, attachment will eventually be loss, loss unless yeah. unless you want to be a fucking hoarder. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why people hoard shit because it's, they don't want no, the loss. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. It's what is people want a definition of themselves. And man, I, I don't know where this gets. Uh, would go down with the listeners sort of going too too kind no, of fairy dusty but you gotta you gotta look inside yourself for that stuff you know and it's like the stoic mindset is um is this the discomfort of so which you know uh fear is this the discomfort that i fear so much which is kind of am i able to take away that kind of favorite t-shirt from you and you're like i'm it, it doesn't mean anything. It was just a T-shirt, yeah. you know. Am I uh, am that friendship that for for me? I had one with a, a relationship, and I was like, man, I put and I did exactly that. I, you know, I judge. I thought that I'd got it right. I remember saying to you, yeah, years ago, like, this is me setting out me. I'm good, you know. Oh, and then, I remember. And and I was then, so happy for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but, it, but I was worried because I knew what you were stepping away from to yeah, go into this. Yeah, exactly. And then it ends, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, first of all, I've lost something that I put. I really thought was it. And secondly, um, I got something so wrong. I thought that you know, I my judgment. I trusted my own judgment, and it was wrong. And uh, that I think attachment is a dangerous thing again. But we, you know, let's not move away from the idea of, you know, kind of attachment grows like you said there. Your, your wife and family first of all, because in its essence, it's all right being the happiest man in the world. But if you're the happiest man in the world, and you've got no one to. Co- you know, when you're living up in the mountains somewhere, you're not sharing it with everyone. It's when you share the happiness. Uh, That's that is that the film into the into the wild is the film when the, uh, Chris McCandless goes over yes, into the woods. Yes, and stuff. yes. I think he's kind of big, kind of um, you know, he's he's big kind of reveal at the end was it's okay having you know having kind of happiness, but unless you've got anyone to share it with, it counts for nothing. But yeah, so yeah, you've yeah, got to get the balance. It's exactly. everything, right? But, and I'm saying this, listeners, I still like to get some nice clothes <laughs> <laughs> and look good. And, you know... Uh, Vivian you know, Westwood yeah, still we get still, some You know, there, there yeah. we go. So, um... But, you know, it's the only the only one thing is, you know, and we will wrap it up on this, is the one thing that I've found with podcasts is me and you always talk deep anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what we've done is been able to deep it, get, you know, get deeper into it, delve into it. Yeah. It's the relationships. And, and again, this could be, it's mixed martial arts, but it could be mixed fucking bake-off. Yeah, it, it's, it, it literally is where you find something, you get a commonality because we are such social animals and we work well in tribes we don't work well in huge groups you know yeah, which sapiens. is we, we, you know homo sapiens yeah. we work great in groups or, but, but I don't know what that I think it's 80 or so I've, 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 80, I've been listening yeah, to something yeah. similar recently somewhere yeah. 15, I don't know 15, Ready, 1500 or? 1500 in a community will work well as long as they're subsets it, it's like um, I don't know there is I use it all the time and I can't remember people's faces or names anymore mm-hmm. because the human brain can only remember 1,500. Is that true? Right. That, is, that is true. Wow. So what, what it means is that's why you will meet somebody and you'll hang out with them for a couple of weeks but then you see somebody from school and it, fast forward it 25 years and yeah. you still recognise them yeah. because that is deep, deep, yeah, deep yeah, in your memory. In and you've got it. And because we're social individuals, we want to get on. And what we, yeah, it's, we need to celebrate the differences. Yeah. And right now, more than ever, we, we need to do that where it's like, we're getting more and more insular, more and more, do you know what? No, no. And it's pendulum politics. And 
You know, we could have really gone down the rabbit hole here because guess what? There are forces at work that do not want us to get on with each other. Of course, man. That, that would cause so much problems. But this is what, and to bring it back to the martial arts thing is, you tend, like attracts like, so you do tend to hang around within circles of very similar people to yourselves. I've got my friend, friends who were all, you know, we like the same music growing up and the same kind of sports, blah, 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 blah. Um, but then I got to martial uh, martial art classes. Um, I'm at Neil's. I'm speaking. When are you and I ever going to interact normally in that kind of situation? You know. And then I'm speaking to people of different age, age whether it's age, religion, race, whatever it, it, it may be. Um, and that's what martial art does. Is martial arts will do is kind of open your eyes to, you know. And you but you've still got that commonality as you refer to it, of the there's something that you enjoy doing. A shared love, yeah, shared, a shared love. love, and when it's, we're, you know, it's like we're all looking at that. We're looking at this thing on the top of the hill, mm-hmm. and we're all approaching it from different angles. Yeah. And every now and again, you'll get the one guy, you know, you get the rich Edwards of the world who've just been really smart, and they've just they've just built a cable car. Mm-hmm. So yep. you know what I mean. And everyone's going, look how quick he's going up there. You go, yeah, but he built that fucking cable car. He yeah. deserves that. Well, can I jump on it? Uh, no passengers there. So me and you are scrabbling up it. But man, I love the I love the uh, the scramble. You know, not just a lot of people. Whether that's to the the black belt or whether that's through life, man. I'm just enjoying the absolute journey. But it's the same. Uh, I know we. You want to wrap up, but no, get going, I always man. Go, going. I always I try and down a little bit. Everyone's favourite on fools and horses, right? Love it. Absolutely love the show. I was watching some Christmas Day. Funny enough, with with Neil uh, at his house, we were, we were there watching uh, on fools and horses. Everyone loves that. But it was the last one. It was when they won the millions, oh, which was the yes. wor- everyone will say the best, but the worst as well because it's over. They've it. done it. Yep. What we loved was those years, those twenty odd years of them trying, and you know you've got to enjoy this time next this year, time, yeah. You know, yeah. don't worry about tomorrow. Enjoy your today, and uh, whether that's getting to the, you know, whether you're kind of pushing. I like to see people kind of get nervous when someone's give, when professors giving out stripes in the in the queue. Enjoy your your role, man. Enjoy your kind of your session one at a time. And uh, oh, and, and transfer that into life as well. Just I, enjoy. I tell you something. I re- I remember this correctly. I remember really, really wanting to be a blue belt. Yeah. And then I remember just really loving being a blue belt. Mm-hmm. No pressure. Yeah. You can get a modicum of success. You can have a lot of failure, and there's no pressure on mm. you. Became a purple belt, yeah. and it all changed. <laughs> yeah. Can't fail. Can't even let yeah. If a, if, a, if a white belt who's got less than two stripes get a good position on you, you're already behind the eight ball. You're yeah. going, how did this guy get to this? Yeah. And now I'm just like, do you know what? I'm flow rolling. My neck isn't great. Just try not to choke me out too much. Let's just have some fun. And then they're like, wow, wow. And then I said, to, uh, yeah, I said it to Neil, but it's funny because I'm seeing more and more guys, especially my age, coming in because there was this thing where it was like. Do you pick your roles? And there was a load of guys, and you know they're all all of the guys who did it. Then I was trying to find the best in everyone, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at these guys, and they're like, "Yeah, no, no, yeah, you got to be a warrior. You got to be a warrior." And I like the common the common thing between them all was they're all like in their mid thirties. Yeah. And I was like, let's fast forward ten years, get get the Vandalay Silver years on the fucking clock, yeah, where yeah. you look twenty years older than you are. And I'll, we'll see if you're but, picking But some roles. of them again, it no, because some of the uh, 17, 18 year olds who've been doing this 10 years, Ooh, they're turning around and they're shouting, Jesus. yeah, I want you. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, that isn't, you know. Bring it. You, you got to do it. So, what's your plans for the future for yourself? 
I'm really progressing with this whole kind of the mindset uh, stuff. So I think that's something that I'm going to be moving to the future. I was actually speaking to your son, Jack, about it as well. I really? want to go and approach the youngsters and I think pushing mindset. And then as ever, uh, get back on those mats and uh, see what trouble we can cause, you know, because... Way forward, uh, man. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's just a beautiful thing. These are these are the good old days, as I say. These yeah. are the good old days right now, man. I'm telling you, first of all, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much, Sean. I've been after you for ages, right? Yeah, my and, I, and it's one of those mad ones because you're one of the guys that I've often said, get this guy, speak to this guy, because he is the man. It's your outlook on life is awesome to start off with, but the fact that you know, you know, you you know where you 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 lack where you're lacking. You know, I don't want to use the word frailties, but you know where you need mm. to work on, and you're like, do you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. And there's no ostrich. There's no head in the sand. There's no, because here's like we will we will wrap up on this against the average guy in the street one on one, right? If they've never done any training, you know, I'd be surprised if you can't beat the fuck out of them, right? It's as simple as that, but. With that in mind, we don't have any of that anymore. Mm. You know, two guys arguing in like Tesco car park. One of them's going, "You hit me, injury lawyers for you. I'm taking the <laughs> yeah. missus. I'm taking the missus and kids over to over to Disneyland yeah. on your money, right?" And then you got the other option, which is these packs of feral children and their young lads, girls as well. Four or five of them, they're going to be a fucking handful. Mm. And you know what? Unless you take them out violently, they're going to keep coming, right? And the way I look at it is. Instead of trying to work out what the problem is, turn around, because I've got a load of little scamps to train with me. Proper little scamps. Mm. And the thing is, I don't care if you fear me fear me or respect me. If you fear me first, I don't mind, because we can turn mm. that to respect, and then initially, yeah, eventually, it'll be mutual respect. Mm. And that's that's the way I look at That's the way I look at how you do it. But as I said, for the for the fact that it has to be about kicking ass, we're massively underselling what we got here. Yeah massively underselling it you know what I mean and with the mindset with you man I think it's 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 the perfect thing that comes with it's it all, hey, we're all on the we're all on this crazy journey man. It, man where we're we heading I don't know and just like I say just enjoy enjoy today dude but thank you so much for having me brother man. you are the man I tell you really what that was awesome wasn't it thanks for taking the time to listen today you can listen to more shows like this on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is an abrupt audio production. Today's show was produced by Luke Berry. Whoa.